Welcome back to Two Can't Keep a Secret, your Pretty Little Liars podcast. My name is Jay, and I'm here with AJ. AJ, how are you doing today? Not doing great, Jay. Like, life could be better. Is it because, you know, the world generically is just a mess as a whole, or is there something I can do for you? No, like, each layer just sucks. <laughs> like, I could try to go to another layer, and it sucks. Like, my personal life, I'm, like, feeling under the water, if I'm being honest. I'm, like, sniffling and stuff right it's, it's not good and then i have this podcast like i do i love podcasting with you i hated this episode i know we have different opinions but this was not a good episode this did not bring me joy and then i'm like you know what let me look at life maybe just life in general is good no like rush is going crazy <laughs> you know you have brought up some really valid points um to counter those things yes um one you don't have covid you know what i think that is that is positive no, you're negative, COVID negative. Yeah, I don't have it. If you were COVID positive, you would have it. I, and I don't. Like, when I told you I went to the um, um, testing site, like, I was like, not today. I will not. <laughs> and if I do, dang. <laughs> and number two, uh, we got Mona back this week. And number <gasps> three, we don't live in Russia and Ukraine, but there's lots of things that we can do to support the individuals who live in Ukraine and the areas affected by what's going on in Russia. How can we support them, Jay? We will put some of those great places to donate um, in the description of this podcast episode, Um, but there are some really great organizations. I just don't want to speak off the top of my head and give any of the wrong ones because I've been doing a lot of work in my day job. Uh, cultivating resources and also fighting misinformation. So I have some of that in my head and just want to make sure I get it all clear. You know you're a hero, right, Jay? We we are all heroes in our own right. You are making the world a better place. No, I believe for hardly. We are. <laughs> well, you know who isn't? Arya, Spencer, um, Emily. Ezra, Emily. <laughs> like, do, do we just trying and failing. <laughs> trying listen hannah single-handedly is leading the charge for gay pride in rosewood pennsylvania (laughs) she's like i'm the only one here but god damn it there's gonna be one listen i might be the only one proud of you but i am proud (laughs) oh i love it so much um, Hannah's, tr- Hannah's trying. Hannah's testy. That's what I'm saying. Like, even when things are really hard, we can try. And that's all that we can, that's all we have control over is what, what we can try to do. All we can do is our best. And we may fumble, but you know what? That don't mean we can't try it even harder next time. Yeah. And everyone's best looks different, even on different days. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> you um, know what? Yeah. I would like to say to all our listeners, you are doing the best you can, and you deserve to be applauded for it. Yeah. So buy yourself something nice, a, a nice coffee, maybe a donut. Uh, Mardi Gras is the week that we are recording this. Maybe buy yourself a nice necklace. Oh, I, I love the Mardi Gras beads. I think they're really festive. I know they're just plastic, but like 
it's, it's, it's more about the the mood it brings and the spirit of it it's all. It's great shiny colors. It's it, like listen, if I cared about um the value of stuff, like I would be very depressed. <laughs> Speaking of, shall we get into this episode? Oh, okay. Let's get into this episode. Because you know who's really depressed? <laughs> Is it Arya? Oh, it's Arya. Uh, here's the question. Is she depressed because she broke up with her boyfriend who is also her English teacher? Or he broke up with her, really? Mm-hmm. Or is she depressed because her parents might be getting a divorce? Her friends don't know, so they've decided uh, to bring her Chinese food and uh, try to pull her out of bed uh, to go home, go try on uh, homecoming dresses. And uh, AJ. Yes. How, if you were Arya, do you think, I'm just kidding, you wouldn't be Arya. But let's just pretend I was. <laughs> what would your sulking in bed for days at a time outfit of choice be? Outfit of choice? Yeah. Ooh. Okay, so it would 100% be sweatpants, um, a baggy shirt, um, and probably something wrapped around my head. Oh, no, pause, pause. Uh, it's going to be a hoodie, so I can just flip it up if people come in. <laughs> mm. Yes. Yes, I agree, except I would probably wear a long sleeve shirt, and I live alone, so no one's coming in. Also, also, um, there is a guaranteed a minimum of two holes in my outfit. <laughs> Hopefully, where are your legs gonna go? Uh, do you think that um, do you think that the Chinese food was from Mr. Chung's? Uh, who brought it? Like that's that's my question. No, you- pause. The answer is no because um, we've already understood that Arya's family is the only one that goes to Mr. Chung's. Nobody else go. But here's the thing. Like, that came from Thai takeout, and we are upset about it. No, because they specifically got Chinese food. Ah. And also, I think... What's your that if, I like to think that if I were super depressed and we lived in the same city or town, you would go to my favorite restaurant to get mm-hmm. takeout to force me out of bed. Oh, it depends how much it costs. <laughs> but like if money wasn't an option i would go to your favorite um non-expensive place well like when i'm feeling depressed that's what i want i want okay like one one bowl of pho and i'm good to go i got Listen, you Jerry. i am like in it i am a different person and all that costs really is 12 dollars. Ooh, bet jay which is like an expensive you. lunch during the week but like for the cost of my serotonin uh, for, for for your happiness i will do it jay AJ, and I would yes. spend at least $12 for you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, My co- I have a coworker who would like just go to lunch every day and they like get down on me because I don't buy lunch with them all the time. And I'm like, y'all are spending money that I don't have. Like, on these I'm coming to work meals. to make money. <laughs> <laughs> Not to spend it at the same time. I, I'm like so mentally and emotionally confused. Like, do y'all think I have money like that? Like, pause. I work here. <laughs> y'all know how much I get paid. Y'all might get paid a little more to me, but like, we still ain't. Yeah. Balling. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think that Spencer, Hannah, and Emily probably what I like to think they went to Mr. Chung's 
to get Arya's favorite Chinese food to cheer her up. Because I, I like to think uh, Asher Adams um, called in the order and they just went to pick it up. Mike Mike Montgomery, Arya's Correct. brother, <laughs> who don't know what AJ is talking about. <laughs> Listen. All I the men on this want. show get fake names. <laughs> uh, just setting things oh, up you- for later. Yeah. Um, so Spencer says that Arya's sweatpants are starting to graft to her skin, which like is not a pleasant image. And then Mm-mm. Hannah is trying to cheer up uh, Arya and says that um, it makes a jab saying that he slept with one of his students. So uh, that was that was a like little... Hannah is the queen pen of you know just giving a slight jab, <laughs> like people in a bad mood just making it like a little worse. <laughs> I think. Because she did foot. the same thing with Spence the last episode too, didn't she? Yeah, I think <laughs> Hannah's foot fits impeccably right into her mouth. <laughs> She's so flexible. <laughs> um, and in this scene, we get a lot of like setup for homecoming. And I just think it's a little insane that Spencer is also the head of the homecoming committee. Like um, I, I just and also that they're serving hummus. Jay, I'm so glad you brought that up because that pissed me the heck off. I was like, how dare you go to a homecoming dance and be like, you know what we're gonna serve? Hummus. Like Jay, never in my life. I haven't been to um all the dances, but I've been to a few dances in my day. Mm-hmm. I never was like, damn, show me that hummus. Baby, you know what this party's missing? Goddamn hummus. I think at my prom we had like chicken tenders just like a buffet of chicken tenders can i tell you something funny um i went to prom my junior right and they had out this table of food and stuff like that right and nobody ate it because we did not care we were just like we're here to have fun and we're leaving because we're eating before and or after we're not eating during and then they was like next year they was like you know what y'all ain't eat the food last year so we ain't like giving as much food this year and i was like oh i thought they just kept the food They saved the food for an entire year and been like, here, let take Jesus two. Ingrates. Um, so <laughs> Hunger Games came out the same week that my prom was. And so yeah. we left prom a little after an hour after we got there and we went to go see a late showing of the Hunger Games. Ooh. The first one? Yeah, the first one. I'm old. Ooh. <laughs> it's okay i also went to go see the first one in theaters and um i think i have said this like that was the first movie that made me cry dang yeah like when rude died it just hit it just oh, hurt spoilers uh, let, yo this movie's like over a decade old like get your life together <laughs> but also like let's just to get at what homecoming homecoming's theme is for rosewood high I'm just going to give a spoiler for this episode at the front and say that it's like a carnival theme, right? Yeah. Like, it's kind of like and a traveling carnival theme. Um, what about a like traveling carnival or fair says hummus? <laughs> That's a great question. Like at least have the food be on theme. Like just give some corn dollars and cotton candy. Ooh, I'll be all over the cotton candy. Yeah. Oh, it'd be so sticky. Ah. <laughs> the contenders also work there. 
Oh yeah, chicken tenders work there too, but like I would have went for the cockatiel. Get a couple turkey legs. Just kidding. Now we're getting a little close. Pause. I would have been the worst prom date because I would be like, hey, not prom date, homecoming date. Because I've been like, but the candy though. We'll get to that. I think we can draw some comparisons between you and someone else here. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, did you? So, and then Spencer talks about how she's bringing Alex from the from the uh, country club as her date. And um, I also like to say I have nothing against Alex. To, what? I have nothing against Alex. I know I made the S sound, but I have nothing against him. Yeah, he seems all right. He, he's fine. Have- like he's perfectly fine. <laughs> Hannah and Sean and Emily is going alone and so is Aria and Hannah again leading the gay pride parade of Rosewood says maybe you should go to get to go together you guys might be a cute couple like Hannah is the best type of friend like the friend that you everyone hopes they have did you pick up on uh, what Aria said afterwards though no I I usually tune on you out I guarantee it's a pop culture reference that you don't get I was like, who the fuck is Samantha Rawson? <laughs> I, I, that's, I legit wrote down that in my notes. And I had no clue who that was. And I was hoping you would answer that for me. Amazing. So, <laughs> do you know Lindsay Lohan? Yes. All right. So, for a brief time in the early 2000s, Lindsay Lohan dated Samantha Rawson. And it was not a time when the media was kind. The media was never kind to Lindsay Lohan. No, and she got a lot of flack for being overly sexual with her gal pal out in public. Oh. AKA kissing. I didn't think it was anything else if it was like 2009. Yeah. So <laughs> that is Samantha Ronson. Um, and it was like such a neat, like, I don't know if they were like trying to make a current reference there or if like they, they definitely didn't think about like the lasting impact because like no one remembers Samantha Ronson. She was a DJ. Can I ask you a question? Like, do you think shows are better off with or without, um, pop culture references, even though it might not age well? I think when you make a reference like Samantha Ronson, it's so irrelevant. Mm-hmm. But if you made a comment like Katy Perry, everyone knows, like Katy Perry has made enough of a name of herself that like 10 years later, people still know Katy Perry, I kissed a girl. Well, here's the thing, right? Like like, like if the, if a TV show right now like came out and made a reference about um, Megan Thee Stallion, right? Megan Thee Stallion is big right now. Will she be like that big in 10 years from now? Where it's like, oh, that's dated. So that's a good question. I would say go for Nicki Minaj. Mm. Like if that's your, if you're not sure, go for someone who has been around and made a name for themselves for at least a couple of years already. Yes. Because people are going to remember Nicki Minaj and we know that Mm -hmm. they will because she's been around for long enough that we know who she is. Yes. Um... But mentioning Samantha Ronson just kind of felt like a tabloid pull. And so it just like, like I knew who she was. I didn't realize she was a DJ, but, but like, I knew, I knew the name because, you know, I'm queer and I remember Lindsay Lohan. And also because I did a deep dive on Lindsay Lohan's uh, adult life 
recently with a friend because we were like, what the heck happened to her? Um, so ask me all your Lindsay Lohan questions uh, via email at uh, two can't keep a secret pod. It's going to be very interesting. But yeah. I hope Lizzie's doing okay. She seems to be. She started a TikTok recently and told us that we're all pronouncing her name wrong. It is not. How do you pronounce my name? It's not Lindsay Lohan. It's Lindsay Lowen. <laughs> you know what? Power to you, Miss Lindsay. Power to you. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so then they decide to eat their Chinese food and it looks delicious. But Hannah opens up a fortune cookie and there's a message inside. Someone has infiltrated Mr. Chung's. Jay? Yeah. I'm not saying this is my favorite A message, but this is my favorite A delivery. Okay. Like, yeah, like I love that the fact like A, whoever they may be, just put the same message in all the fortune cookies at this restaurant that we don't even know about. <laughs> that we're assuming Mr. Chung's. I think the best thing that they did was blocking uh, A's phone number. So A had to get more creative. Mm -hmm. Because like it has really brought out uh, a different side of A. A has to get in their heads a little more. And I like that. I think if you're going to torture someone this way, don't just send texts. Those are traceable. I don't know why they haven't, but it's also like more intimidating. Like, because anyone could be sending you a test, but like for them to get in a position where they can do all these other creative stuff, it's like, wow, those are real mind games. Like, one's creepy, one's like a mind fuck. Yeah. Isn't this like a PG podcast? (laughs) We haven't even said what the message is. No, no, I'm just saying, I'm coming over out here just throwing around the F word left and right. (laughs) Like, Listen, I've said it before on the podcast. And I haven't had a drink. <laughs> AJ, you are cut off. <laughs> uh, but the message. Yes. It doesn't come from Todrick Hall. It comes from A. And it says, lions and tigers and bitches. Oh, my. There's no place like homecoming. See you there. A. And I say that See, now, like, is that Todrick Hall reference going to be dated, like, in two to four years if someone comes back to listen no. to this? <laughs> I don't care because I love dragging Todrick Hall. And listen, he's not paying me. If he pays me, I'll keep quiet. But he doesn't pay his dancers. Why is he going to pay me? Um, so the joke is, for yeah. those of you who don't know, that Todrick Hall is creepily obsessed with The Wizard of Oz. And this message from A references The Wizard of Oz line that is, Lions and tigers and bears, oh my. As well as a separate line, there's no place like home. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is like the title of this episode. Yeah, there's no place like homecoming. Comes straight <gasps> from an A message. I feel like every episode now, the title needs to come from an A message. But I feel like that also kind of spoils what the A messages are going to be. And I want... Okay, I feel like if, if it comes before the credits, then it should okay. be an A message. Yeah. Okay. I agree. <laughs> Let's go back in time and talk to Marlene I. King. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot the show's already over. <laughs> We're just going to be renaming the episodes out here. I love that so much. Um, we can do that for episode titles we don't like. So then we get okay, our that. credits. And we come back. And we are 
at school. Yes. At a real love waits meeting. Sean is talking <laughs> into the camera. He seems really into the moment and he is trying to convince whoever he's talking to that he is ready to lose his virginity. And the camera pans out and we see that he's talking to Amber, the girl that Amber. drove him uh, to the meeting the last time that Hannah oh, was jealous of. Not Amber. And it's, it's okay because it's a fake situation where they're practicing they're practicing saying no to having sex. Is, I think this is my humble opinion and I could be completely incorrect. I feel like this is not a good exercise. Tell me not more. the. I feel like the way this exercise is going is like the person who's like asking for sex is like just going to take it the best possible way and not prepare them for like worst case scenarios. Yeah, and I also think that this they're assuming that all of these teens are in healthy relationships yeah and that you know everything will work out like a like a movie for them and they're going to meet their high school sweetheart get married all that other fun stuff and also i think another reason why this isn't a good exercise is because the person who leads it is not equipped to handle challenge mm -hmm. challenges from teens which we see once oh. Uh, it's Hannah and Lucas's turn. Like we see it in like legit 60 seconds that this person cannot handle it. <laughs> yeah. So um, Hannah and Lucas are told that they're going next. Um, and, and I got pissed off. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so not going to lie. Lucas is sort of a nerdy guy. Um, and he's basically like, Hannah would never have sex with me. And instead of saying you don't know that like you're a relatively good looking guy like instead of trying to like build up lucas's confidence the facilitator's like okay and what about it like this is like you try this anyway like he says nothing to like assure lucas that like maybe someone would ever want to date him ever in his life <laughs> he's just like i know like, that I you know say that but you have not read my notes. You have not read my notes. And I attack them for being insecure. <laughs> and that, and that is not the right thing to do. But, but like, this is like a grown adult who is responsible for this group's like well-being and like yes. talking them into like thinking that they're worthy of like God's love if they save themselves until marriage or whatever. And Ooh. he literally does nothing to reassure Lucas. He's just like, you're right. She never would have sex with you, but pretend anyway. Well, pause. He said, no girl that looks like her will have, want to have sex with me unless she has deep-seated issues, self-esteem issues, or a drinking problem. And I'm like... like mm, <laughs> and I might have one or two of them. <laughs> I was like, you might be working up the right tree. <laughs> you don't even know. And I think... I think you could see it on Hannah's face. <laughs> she was yeah, enjoying yeah. the moment. Jay she wasn't enjoying the role. When he she was enjoying when Lucas. He, when he called her a mix between Barbie and Shakira, she loved that with all her heart. <laughs> like this he won finally her over is someone so as funny quick. and referential as I am. And also <laughs> he's complimenting me. That's the most <laughs> 
And I was so mad because I went into the scene hating Lucas. Like, Lucas did nothing and I hated that man with all my heart. And I was like, dang it, that's adorable. Why? <laughs> It's a vibe. I don't fuck with I, like I trust my vibes. And it was like the vibe he was getting was very um not warm, not welcoming, very closed off. And I don't trust those people. Well, I would be that way too if I was in a virginity meeting. <laughs> you know valid you make a valid point. Well, no one gave off good vibes in that meeting. I, I think maybe Sean, Hannah with her think, Starbucks. I think Sean was like Sean was ready to bug. Sean was ready to bug. I thought I was looking at his eyes. See, and I got the vibe that like this was like Sean's like happy place. Like this was Sean in his element. He's like, I'm gonna be a youth pastor one day. No, I feel like this is his happy place. But now that Hannah's here, it has been ruined. Also true. At, at, at least this specific um meeting. Also true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also. What's good, Lucas? How you doing? <laughs> nice to introduce you to the show. Let's see how you die. <laughs> we only had uh, you know, one person die so far, and it's Allie. Listen, I'm saying this right now. Lucas is not surviving the series. Okay. I'm putting money on that. <laughs> That's dark. <laughs> like, <laughs> listen, I know there's only the one death that happened, like, you know, before the show started. But if there's a death draft, I'm drafting Lucas. <laughs> Right. I feel like he is prime um, candidate to get killed. <laughs> okay. I feel like if this was a show where death was a common thing, like, don't get attached to Lucas. <laughs> Are, is, yeah. Do you have any other hot takes about Lucas I need to hear? <laughs> like, I'm concerned now. About who? Lucas? Yeah. You think he'll die? I can't tell you. <laughs> oh. I've you see the show. show. You see the show. <laughs> AJ, that's what the whole podcast is about. Like that's so wild. Like I just came up with like this person will be murdered. <laughs> like not be written out the show where we just don't see him again. Like he will, in fact, be murdered. And how I don't soon, even know about him. How soon is Lucas getting murdered? Um, before season two, he's dying this season. Okay. Lucas season one exclusive. Correct. Limited time I, only. I also think Mona is a season one exclusive, but not because she gets cut off, but because you know, um, the actress don't renew her contract. R.I.P. Yeah, and then they're just like not going to mention. She's still Mona alive again. and well. Don't. Get she's me still wrong. alive, but they're not going to talk about no, her no, because I'm you about know. the actress. Like. Oh yeah, the actress. She died. I, I, no, I'm talking about the character. Like the character's just going to like have a conflict about her, how much money she's getting paid, and then they write out of the show, and then the character's going to pretend she never existed. All right. We are getting in some hot predictions before we get to the prediction section. We're <laughs> 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 just dropping hot takes today. I'm just uh, telling you what I believe. I, I look and I see it. <laughs> and then, so we're going to leave the Real Love Waits meeting and go down the hall where Aria runs into Ezra. And he says that he's late for a staff meeting. He doesn't have time to talk, um, which breaks Arya's heart. Um, Your heart needs to be broke. Sometimes <laughs> things happen for a reason. And I think and that this is, is the best thing for every party involved. Um, and then 
Maya and Emily have like a kind of awkward interaction because Maya's not going to homecoming. Um, but Emily says that they should hang out sometime. Wait, um, can I ask you a question? Mona does not Mona. Uh, Maya does seem like a homecoming type of girl, right? She seems like the homecoming type of girl, but also like the she knows where the after party is. Yes, one hundred percent. Like she is definitely the person that's like you will see her at homecoming if you're looking during the right thirty minute period. <laughs> yeah, and not the after party with like all the football players. She knows where the after party is, where like it's a house party. Yeah, like they're <laughs> getting high, drinking, playing guitar. You know, I, I I agree. I feel like Mike could be such a fun character if she wasn't involved in this. If mess. they literally gave her five minutes of screen time. <laughs> <laughs> like, like who, who who needs a friend that Maya can just start doing, like, just a side show? You know what? Maya and Mona, I feel like they could get along. I feel like there's not a chance in hell. What do you mean? I feel like they would be friends in the way where they were never seen together in public but maybe they like get high on the weekends together but then mona would never talk about her at school because she's too new and she doesn't seem to be as image focused and if we learned anything about mona this episode mona is very image focused you know we'll talk about mona a little later Okay. But I, 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 can, I can see your point of view. I, I just feel like um, there is a world out there where, like, had, let's say Maya wasn't a new student. And let's say Mona wasn't the person with glasses and hair, ponytails. I feel like um, Maya would just sense her energy and gravitate towards it. Because when we first introduced her, we sensed her energy. And we were like, this is good energy. We want this energy in our life. Yeah. And then there's a turn. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Um, but yeah. Like I like I can 100 percent see Maya being like just at the one fight being like, you know what, Mona, you've changed and just slammed the door. <laughs> and that's what we that's the energy that we need from Hannah right now. And we're kind of getting it, but not enough. I agree. Um, but we'll again we'll get to Mona later. Yeah. So pause, one, Jay. Oh. How long have we been begging? And I understand. I'm I, I'm derailing this, but it will only be for a second. Like, how long have we been begging for more Mona content? And when we finally get it, is this? Yeah. <sighs> this is why we don't ask for things. We don't ask for things from reality TV. We don't ask for things from scripted TV. We don't ask for things from scripted TV from ten years ago. <laughs> good point. Good point. We can't have nice things. It's a shame. Except each other. Yeah, we're here together. <laughs> Despite the fact that I almost quit. <laughs> we're here together. <laughs> and what are friends for if not encouraging each other to steal files from psychiatrist's offices? I feel like good friends. <laughs> um, because Spencer, you know, our law-abiding citizen, <laughs> uh, <laughs> basically pressures Hannah to steal jenna's file from the therapist's office uh that's in the same office as the dentist's office she works at um because she's like certain that toby is helping jenna be a i i don't know what they are so obsessed 
with this Jenna and Toby Kavanaugh situation. And I feel like if they just let it go, it will be let go. <laughs> like, I feel like Jenna will like have like a little grudge, but it will not be as prominent if they like just stop focusing but on like, it. But like, here's the other thing. Yeah. AJ. What's up? You strike me as the kind of person who's never done anything wrong in your life. Have you ever done anything wrong in your life? Yes. Did you ever feel guilty about it? Yes. Huh. So when you feel guilty, do you start making up conspiracy theories about no. the person you wronged? Or do you I, try to do things for them? Um, I try to make amends. <laughs> Does that involve making conspiracy theories about them torturing you and your friends? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Huh. So this is not a normal reaction. <laughs> this is not a normal reaction. Not at all. <laughs> like they blinded Jenna and now they're like, and she's evil. I still don't know what Jenna did for them <laughs> to feel this vitriol towards her. I, it, has, it doesn't like, make sense. She must have been a, a lighter version of Allie for them to hate her this much. Like, 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 she has to be Allie, but not knowing their secrets. Like, that's the only right. plausible thing. Like, she, like they must have been like in dueling clicks or something. Yeah, but pause. In that case scenario, then Jenna would be Jenna doesn't have friends. So, like, what's going on? <laughs> Jenna has Toby Cavan on her stepbrother. Maybe they're her close. Maybe they're her really friends, close. <laughs> maybe her friends left her when she went blind. Oh, <gasps> those are terrible people. I mean. Look at who's on our show. You know what? Valid point. You made a very valid point. <laughs> uh, and speaking of Toby Kavanaugh, Spencer turns her head and she sees that he is reaching for something and uh, his, sh- his shirt lifts up and he has a tattoo that says 901 free at last. Um, but Toby is talking to Emily um and he says guess what i bought two tickets to homecoming um and and i screamed and i screamed and not only did i scream there was a lot of interruptions in my screen because i just like had to catch my breath (laughs) you skip emily and toby i do i very much do no i I do i want tobias to be happy (laughs) the thing is it like it feels very natural yes Like, like 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 Hannah and Sean feels forced. Uh, Emily and Toby seems natural. Yeah, and it seems like something. It seems like a crush that's slowly developing, and it it just Toby's innocence around it all just feels very natural. Like the fact that he's nervous about asking her out, and the fact that she kind of teases him about it and says like, "I think we're the homecoming type," and. Overall, I just think that their energy is a really good match, but also, yes, it seems very 16 year old to me. Very 16 year old, so refreshing. Like in the show with a bunch of pedophilia, I love that. <laughs> not the pedophilia, like 16 year olds being into other 16 year olds. I am not a fan of pedophilia. And Not even Spencer and Alex just doesn't feel natural. It very much no. like Romeo and Juliet, where it's like, but like, or like Cinderella, where it's like, 
reverse Cinderella where it's like this princess who belongs to the country club and this poor boy who works there going on a date and it's like I don't maybe I'm just part of the poor people club but like listen I'm there too (laughs) that never crosses my mind of like oh someone has less money than me and therefore my family will not like them mostly because like I don't introduce the people I date to my family until we're like serious serious and also because like my family doesn't have that much money to begin with like honestly Jay I am probably the poor person that people are like I don't know if I want to introduce this person to my family just because that person goes to a different public school and works at a country club doesn't mean that they're poor and also doesn't mean that they don't know how to act like honestly jay i actively do not believe he's poor i saw the money he gave um emily later on i was like wait a minute no poor person i know Oh, yes, Spencer. No poor person, I know. Let's get to that, because that's in the next scene. So Spencer is, like, decorating things for homecoming. It seems that she's decorating the doors that are going to go, like, something to put on the doors that are going to be in the entranceway, in the hallway, like this hall of mirrors type thing. Yes. Um, And Alex shows up, and he's like, thank you for buying tickets for homecoming. I brought you money to pay for my ticket. And how did you ever so you went to prom and all that like how much did tickets cost i can guarantee you no more than 25 dollars. okay i think mine cost i think i paid 60 dollars because i also paid for my friend's ticket so they were probably like 30 dollars um wait are you talking about homecoming or prom because that's like why is prom more expensive so we didn't have a homecoming party Uh, or a dance we just had uh because like football didn't matter at my high school um but for prom it was like at most maybe fifty dollars a ticket well like it's like what well, possible because in my high school i understood why prom costs more because um homecoming we're legit going into the cafeteria um for the homecoming dance and like the homecoming games at the normal field prom is like at an entirely different um venue like we're, we're like going fancy so i understood why it cost more but like, Alex hands her like a stack of twenties, like a stack, like like a thick was, stack. Like it's not like just a hundred dollars even. Like it was like if I saw that, I was like, um, boy, what are you doing? <laughs> like it's not folded are you, money. It is unfolded money, and it is a lot of it. Like, are you paying for like everyone's tickets? Like, because if you are, appreciate it. The dance is at the school and it's kind of in their cafeteria, I guess. If I have, or like their gym, maybe. But like, it looked expensive, but also like. Well, pause. I saw the theme. But here's the thing like, they had um, like these statues that, like, I know aren't always there. They brought in a fortune teller. There was all these different tents and stuff and all that. Yeah, I stuff. just assumed that the fortune teller was like a teacher that dressed up. Ah. <laughs> like, I just assumed that the teacher that's super into like tarot reading and was like, I'll be a fortune teller. Because, mm. like, all the uh, teachers are running the other booths. Have you, have you ever, um, had your fate read? Um, once, and 
I don't remember how it went. I'm always, so the thing with tarot is I I'm of the belief that you have a gut feeling of how your life is going and how things are going to work out. Yeah. And you don't always trust your own intuition. And when you mm. have when you have a tarot reading, what comes out of those cards often relates to your intuition. And so when you ask a question of the cards, yes, you sort of end up getting what you feel you should be doing anyway. Or at least that's been sort of my experience in watching people get their tarot, tarot read because I've mm -hmm. watched a lot of readings that my friends have done. Gotcha. Huh. Interesting. I never had a, my uh, tarot read. Well, pause. I had it read, but it was my friend doing it and it was like her first time and it was wild. <laughs> uh, Kirsten McInnes uh, does tarot readings on her Twitch sometimes if you have enough points. I don't watch Twitch um, like I used to watch, which is very upsetting. I Working from home, that's probably one of the best things is I get to watch Twitch all the time. But um, yeah. Well, I, yeah, but like during the pandemic, I was like always watching someone on Twitch and stuff like that. But then like stuff started opening up and I started having to leave my house. Yeah. Um, I don't understand a lot about tarot, but from what I understand, like so much of it is related to the direction of where things are going and you're already you have to have one question in mind and think about it very strongly mm -hmm. and I mean unless you're just super conflicted you know yeah. what direction a situation is headed in and if you're conflicted the cards there are cards for that too mm -hmm. um and where where I get lost is like this is this reverse and this is this upside down and I'm just like I I'm sure it is yeah. but I need someone else to tell me what it means. <laughs> it's like very confusing if you don't know what you're doing. And then there's like a nine of swords but a ten of cups and why isn't there a ten of swords and a nine of cups? I might have just that's a great question. And like I does the number of swords important? So. I believe so because sword represents like in my mind conquering and a cup represents sort of mm -hmm. like motivation like filling your cup um but i also know nothing about tarot reading so i could be lying to you and our audience um yeah so we'll get to the tarot reading um but alex asks Spencer what she's going to be wearing and she says that she'll match whatever he's wearing um, but he's going to buy a suit and I don't know if you've ever had to buy a suit but they're expensive and for like prom and homecoming in high school people used to rent suits or they oh Jay I rented my suits <laughs> like, <laughs> like this man is going to buy a suit so I don't think he's poor I just don't think he belongs to the country club and even I agree. He's poor, like he's like, there's always a reason to buy a suit. And I'm like, boy, you just met this girl. Like I was like the high school I went to was like um quote unquote like an inner city thing. But like legit less than five minutes away were like a bunch of rich folks. <laughs> and so some of them went to my school too. So it's like 
just because you go to a certain school does not mean a certain status. Right. And also just like, also, even if he is, he's buying a suit for this girl that he just met. Like, like honestly, one date. It's like here's the thing, right? I think you renting a suit for this girl. I think that makes perfect sense. That's yeah. fine. Unless you were already in the market of about to buy a suit, you should not buy the suit for. Wait, pause. It's not even a date. It's a homecoming dance, and that's probably like the lowest of dances. A homecoming dance where he doesn't know anyone else at the school. <laughs> He's crazy. Like it's not like he has a whole bunch of friends that go there, so he ha- he he's going with them. He's going with a girl he met and went on one date with. What if? And this is a big if. Um, Alice is not as innocent as we thought he was, and he also has a girl at the other school. Hmm. Two timing. And honestly, I will still be anti Smith. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but even if he, but let's say he's not rich. Let's say he truly is poor, a poor person. Um, don't treat poor people like that. Like right. I, I just think, like if we can't afford something or won't buy something, we'll let you know. Like, hey, we can't afford this, or right? we ain't doing this. Like, we will let you know. We don't need you to assume like, oh, we can't do something. Right. Like, also, anytime someone wants to hand me a stack of twenties, regardless of how much money I have, go ahead. Oh, well, listen, I am a broke boy. You can give me all the money. In fact, I need to drop my Venmo. <laughs> uh, this is a joke or not. You'll have to find out for yourself. Our Venmos are also in the description of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, that. Yeah. <laughs> so Hannah continues beating the gay pride drum. And she says that she talks to Maya and is like, Emily really would love to see you at homecoming. And Maya is confused because last Oh, year... pause. Okay. I think we, you can tell me I'm wrong. We skipped when Mona first um, became um, not a bad guy. Not you are girl. correct. Okay. Throughout okay. all of this, uh, Mona starts making some snide comments. And when I say snide, I mean absolutely rude. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any of them written down? Because I didn't write them down. No, I did not write them down. But I remember she was, I remember Spencer was like, after a comment, she went to Emily, Hannah and said, why are you friends with her at this point in time? And I went off in my notes being like, because she's better than you. You suck. Don't you dare come for my Mona. <laughs> that was at the beginning when it was just one-on-one off joke. <laughs> right. And like, you know, we all have bad, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. Everybody knows what, what I'm talking about. Everybody gets that way. Or it, it can also be like um how we saw um Hannah with um, her dad's fiance's daughter and like make a joke and they're just like not on the same level. Like some jokes don't land with that Right, person. some jokes don't land. I As a funny person, I <laughs> know that. And uh if it was just once or just in like one day in the episode, it would be fine. But for the whole episode, Mona is just like major bitch, major bitch. And, and, and like, even at the start, Hannah was like, 
No, but like Mona is. It's just that you'll get over it because Mona is like probably one of my better friends. Like Mona has always been there for me, even when others haven't. And even if it's for nothing more than just watch me try on shoes, she's been there for me. And I was like, yeah, we love a ride or die. Yeah. So Hannah like sticks with Mona, but like other people are kind of like Mona's a Mona's a bitch. And I think we all have those friends who like are kind of sarcastic and bitchy, but like are there for yeah. us. And. I think Hannah also, considering how she calls out other people, could uh, apply that evenly across her life sometimes. Well, I think at least at this point in time, I, I, I saw who made that comment and that was Spencer. And I'm like, you're not the best um, judge of character, in my humble opinion. But then she kept doing it. Hannah was like, wait a minute. And I trust Hannah's judge of character more. Yeah. I think Hannah is kind of our episodes, our kind of, our show's kind of like, guilty moral conscience which is is psychotic considering the first time we saw her she was stealing sunglasses i mean also (laughs) emily but i feel like we don't get enough emily content of like who emily is as a person other than related to her love life i feel like emily is just like legit being a normal teenager and just going through normal teenager things (laughs) emily is busy being 16 (laughs) (laughs) It's a mess. Um, but yeah, so I would not be surprised if five episodes were like, yeah, we have no more compass in the show. <laughs> They're all terrible. <laughs> Surprise, everyone sucks. Um <laughs> so Hannah knows that Emily is kind of anxious about what other people will think of uh the person Emily is bringing to homecoming, but also like gets super judgy when she finds out that it's Toby and we just said that Hannah's a good judge of character but uh, yeah we did didn't we uh and this is where Hannah lost me this is why I can't even be like I don't know if I have a favorite character right now but maybe there's something that she's picking up on that we find out later uh, I have already what did I deem um Tobias what's your what is, what is it what I what I call him Toby Cavanaugh no, Tobias. Um, my dumbass heaven angel. Like, <laughs> like he, he has been deemed that, so I believe nothing else. All right. Like, <laughs> and I could be, and I could be wrong. We'll pause. Oh, okay, pause. He does. There, there's some light that has been shed later on. And I'm like, oh, that's a choice. <laughs> also, like, I his tattoo isn't like a stick and poke. I want to know where he got this professional tattoo at like 16 years old. That's a great question. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Like the people I know weren't getting like tattoos like that. Like if people were getting tattoos, it was like something small. Yeah. Or, and like, it's like, a, it's like, a, I want to say like about the size of a sticky note. I think it's bigger than that. I was going to say an index card, but that feels too big. Like, so, like, like imagine his hip, but like move it up a little. Yeah, like right, right below his rib cage, but on the side. Wait, would a Nintendo Switch be a good um thing? No, because that's bigger than an index card. Well, because well, well, because it was two lines and stuff. I feel like maybe each line is an index card, but together. An index card is three inches tall. I don't think each one is three inches. I think each line is probably like an inch and a half. Uh, and that's five inches wide. 
Yeah, because the um long ways is like longer than the sideways, and the sideways is like three. Okay, inches, so maybe so it say. is the size of an index card. <laughs> I'll just trust my gut next time, my intuition. You need to trust yourself more. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then Toby goes to meet up with Jenna, and we see that Jenna is just a salty, salty girl. But in Jenna's defense, she can no longer see. <laughs> and and these women are the cause. Like, <laughs> okay, but she isn't mad. She she isn't as mad that Toby is going to homecoming with Emily, as mm-hmm. much as it seems that she's holding something over his head. Ah, uh, okay. And like she's well, making a judgment call about the type of person that he is. But if this is about the fact that they have hooked up as step-siblings which we find out at the end of the episode um if she's holding that over his head she has to realize that like she is no better here's my thing i know and i know we'll get to it later on i feel like there's more to the story toby said i need you to hear it from me first so i could tell you how it really went down instead of you hear it from someone else and and pause like how did you know that was going to come out like i feel like only two people knows and one of them's dead well, another one knows, and that's Jenna. But I find like Jenna ain't about to go and actively. Unless she's pause, gonna, you don't. Unless she's gonna she make might. it feel like it's Toby's. Toby did something wrong. But I feel like Jenna has very limited friends at this point. Do not burn the one you do. <laughs> we never said she made smart choices. <laughs> Valid. Um, and so she basically is like. Emily won't like you when she finds out the kind of person you are. Which, like, again, Jenna, Emily doesn't like you, and she knows the kind of person you are. Actually, Emily probably is probably one of the nicer ones. Um, But then we see Hannah going to to work, trying to sneak into the therapist's office. But it's under construction. Yes. So she just, like, rigs the door a little bit so that she can get in later over the weekend. Um, and then heads over to Arya's house to get ready for homecoming. Oh, uh, I, I don't know why Hannah wants a rap sheet, but she is really working hard to get that rap sheet. <laughs> yeah. She wants to like steal from a therapist. She wants to steal confidential medical information. Like, and that's a really girl bad. that she already helped blind. Like, it's one thing if you're still a pair of sunglasses. Come on, but this is a whole different level of wrong. Yeah. Also, it's like in the building where she's working off the debt of crashing her boyfriend's car that she crashed when she drunk, when she was drinking and she stole it. Are we sure that Hannah's the moral judge of the show? <laughs> yes, because I love her. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, but she is, I think one of the kind one of the kinder and one of the most warm people on the show and we see this like i feel like last episode i would have nominated sean but like i feel like sean's gonna take a turn i don't think so i think sean is just a like a yellow like a golden lab golden retriever and he's just like a happy puppy and he might get his heart broken but i don't think he's ever gonna be evil again I saw the way he looked at Mr. Lucas during the um 
whatever cult thing they were doing. <laughs> Real love waits. Adrian. Real love waits. Yes, 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 yes. With such a bad leader. Yeah. I I don't know. I I feel like there's friction coming. Friction, yeah. but I don't think he's gonna. But like, also, if Hannah cheats on him, he has a right to be upset. But and, and listen. I feel like Hannah is the type of person who, like, if you're her person, she's all in on you. Like, she's not the type of person that'd be like, oh, I'm only going to... Spencer. Um, yeah. Um, so, real quick, uh, she, Hannah goes to Arya's house. They're getting ready for homecoming, and Arya still seems really upset. Um, and Hannah starts to pick up that it might not be about her parents, but it might be about a boy. And maybe there's a boy in Iceland. Like, listen, there is many a plenty of nice boys in the great nation of Iceland. I know, I can't <laughs> wait to meet them. It's going to be so fun whenever we finally get that trip to Iceland. We're waiting. <laughs> and... Arya did not spend enough time getting to know those boys. She is upset about one Mr. Ezra Fitz, but she can't say that. What did Arya do for you in Iceland? <laughs> Drive around. <laughs> Just sulking. Looking at pictures, looking at icebergs, taking pictures, I guess. She seems like the kind of person who might be into photography. She's going to be like... Film. She's going to be like, look, I'm so unique. I took a picture of mountains. Truly. <laughs> um, no, 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 no shade to our um, photographers out there. Like, I appreciate yeah, you all like, great. She's a she was a 15-year-old. Uh, she seems, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she was a 15-year-old who was keeping secrets, pitting her parents against each other to get driving privileges. <laughs> Is that the type of character you want representing your field? Or your nation. I agree. <laughs> Iceland. This is directed to you. Um, Listen, I still got New Zealand on speed dial. If y'all don't answer quick. Oh, okay. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I went there. I'll go there. Listen, I I'm not afraid to put the cards I have. <laughs> and listen, they still has speed dial. That's how you know. <laughs> I just use S I R I. Listen, wait, were you on that podcast where I'm like, um, I feel like um, people mistreat their series and series are going to rise up and take over the world? Listen, I also feel that way. So I always say please and thank you. Mm. Um, I just don't turn my series on. <laughs> Oh, that's right. It's only if you say hey and then her name. Yeah. Okay. It's not like A-L-E-X-A. -E well, I feel like has learned how to spell and is just keeping it from us. Oh, oh, that one's a sneaky one. That's why I don't have one. I don't trust Same. it. I don't trust it. <laughs> mm. So, uh... Anyway, the show. <laughs> so anyway, let's get to Homecoming. First of all, AJ, you said that your homecoming was your least fancy dance. And this dance, this is a fancy one. This one is nice. This was better than both of my proms. And let me tell you that, like, 
all of the girls dresses were like I would say on par with like if that was prom like that was those were appropriate dresses for like their age and everything mm-hmm. thought I was gonna sneeze um yeah, I feel- but like especially Emily's dress just like very much looked like a dress that I wore when I was 16 which I appreciated that felt like yeah 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 okay just because on on shows sometimes they like go so over the top and they have like these 16 year olds wearing like designer dresses and I'm just like no they went to Kohl's they went to Belk they got like a nice-ish dress I I feel like um people do go big for prom and it's like not something like like these all feel like these are fancy dresses that we can reuse for other special occasions like if there's a wedding or something yeah exactly yes exactly Mm -hmm. and this isn't one of those situations where like we're gonna be wearing our club dresses yeah (laughs) like these are that being said maybe some people in my homecoming like and like my prom wore some club dresses and I'm not here to judge. I'm not, um, but I'm just saying, like, also. There's also um, like you can wear a all time and place. Like a, a bat mitzvah party, a <laughs> wedding party, things like that. Yes. I, I, <laughs> there's a very um scale of how many other events can you wear these to and what type of events they are. Listen, I grew up watching uh, What Not to Wear. The more times that you're able to wear a piece, the less money you're spending per time you wear it. So if you spend $100 on a dress and you only wear it once, you paid $100 to wear a dress once. Mm. You wear it four times, you paid $25 each time you wore the dress. Mm-hmm. So you're getting more money out of your per, out of, you're getting your money's worth when you wear something multiple times. And also yeah. it's more sustainable. Understood. Um, I'm opposite. I was a lot bigger. I hated wearing jackets. I like just having the vest. Yeah, I think it's a good look. I, I was a big vest and bow tie guy. I can see that. I think you would look good in a bow tie. Oh, appreciate that. Um, also, you know that I like bow ties because my cat Vinny wears one every day. Oh, I see. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but then, uh, so they're at the da- at the dance and. Hannah and Spencer both joke that uh, they'll share their dates with Aria, which ironically uh, Hannah... Wait, who was this guy? Uh, Sean. Oh, okay. I, okay. I, was, I thought you said someone else. I was like, wait a minute. No, no, no. no. Okay, um, understood. But then Spencer sees her sister who's there, and why would Melissa be at a high school homecoming? Didn't she graduate in like 2000? Well, pause. I I did not know that was Melissa at first. And then when they was like, Melissa, I was like, oh, that's Melissa? Dang, what you doing here? Well, <laughs> she didn't look like she was, like, out of The Handmaid's Tale. She, like, had her hair done nicely. She was wearing a nice dress. Like, she looked like, you know, a normal adult. But, like, it's, like, one thing. I will get, like, if it's a Paris there, then it's, like, oh, they're chaperoning and stuff like that crap. But, like, why is your older sister there? Right. And it turns out that in 2000, uh, Melissa won Homecoming Queen. And every year, they, the high school invites former Homecoming Queens to announce the new Homecoming Queen. And the woman who was supposed to be presenting 
somehow got super sick. And so they asked Melissa to come last minute because she lives in town. Yes or no? Does that sound like a stupid tradition? It sounds like a stupid tradition. And also, like, in my head, like, I think Melissa 100% gave that girl food poisoning so that she could have a good night. <laughs> I love the energy. I love the, the energy. Because, like, Melissa is a shady bitch. 100%. She's so petty. And I love Melissa. I think Melissa is so much fun. I think that she's my age if like she's my age as in like she graduated high school like 10 years ago ish Mm -hmm. like at 27 28 years old you do not need to be ruining your high school age sister's homecoming comma but spite jay and you know i love nothing more than spite yeah but like it's just a public (laughs) thing like understood so much you can do to make her life hell at home you can like you know i love that she like had the family go to new york without spencer yes great but like publicly humiliate her sister and like ru- like ruin her night in front of her friends also um uh, that's a bad look on you it's like you have nothing better to do than to like mess with your high school sister's affairs and that's kind of what spencer says to her sister and uh, Melissa also says that she went online and she read Spencer's essay. Or should she say she read her essay? I think she can't say that. <laughs> um, and Spencer's like, I already told mom and dad and they said it would be more embarrassing to retract it than to and admit that I cheated than uh, to keep it up. So they're keeping it up. So there's no consequences for her actions? None at all, Jay. Welcome to the world of white privilege. <laughs> but like, none. Not, <laughs> none, like, you don't get to go to homecoming. Like, my parents at least would have been like, like, you don't get a cell phone. <laughs> Jay, I hate him. I hate it so much. My heart broke on every day. Now maybe Melissa has a point. <laughs> Yeah, like, I think Spence is getting the wrong life lessons. And let her execute. (laughs) You know, Melissa does end in A. I don't think Melissa's A. You know, I really like the A. But she could be. She could be. She might as well be. Maybe she should team up just to be like, hey, you like to make my sister's life hell? I like to make my sister's life hell. You, like she's the one who actually traces the number back and she's like hey I want in <laughs> like listen you're not in trouble here in fact I, I like that. what you're doing I just have a couple suggestions <laughs> have you ever heard of a fortune cookie <laughs> listen I hear that Spencer loves these butter creams <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I love it so much um but yeah, Melissa uh, starts mocking Alex because he works at the country club. Um, and I was like, boo, boo. I you know, I root for you, but not okay. I comments about Alex. And, and, yeah, and then I was like, Mona, come on. Like, no, you, you know you're better than that. 
Yeah. And then um, what else happens at homecoming? Ezra and Arya both are assigned to work at the uh, beanbag throwing booth. First off, what goddamn homecoming are you going to where your students have to work? (laughs) Maybe. So it's almost like they would be on the committee. Like if they're committee. Arya is not on the committee, though. Right. She is actively not there. Which is like, Spencer, do your job, or else why do you have it? (laughs) And that makes me question, like, are there other people on the committee, or is it just people where Spencer's like, do this? Oh my gosh, Spencer gets more annoying by the day. I don't know you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Arya and Ezra both end up working at the booth at the same time, Mm -hmm. um, and they start talking about how... A, who is A, and Arya tries to tell him that A is not one of her friends again, um, but someone that's messing with her. Um, And then- Like, ma'am, can you just drop this? This is a grown ass man. Like, you you are a full blown child. You can just work quietly next to him. Like, you don't have to hash nothing out. You don't have to say anything. You have been kicked out of his apartment. He is done with you. Stop doing stuff. Um, but before Ezra can respond, uh, Miss Welch comes to relieve them. Thank God. Actually, she comes to relieve Arya, and she's like, Arya, like, go enjoy the dance. Have you had enough for this for the night? And she's like, yeah, I've had enough. And it's like, don't have an attitude with this woman. She's trying to help you out of the situation. <laughs> the situation... Wait, pause. The situation that she's actively um, creating. Right. <laughs> Arya asked he's... for a life raft, was given one, and said, no, thank you, I'd rather drown. <laughs> Which I don't even get. Like, can, can I tell you the truth, Andre? Mm-hmm. Um, Ezra ain't even all that. He ain't even all that. <laughs> he's not attractive. <laughs> He has big. I can't say what I think because people don't know. Okay, so I'm gay. I'm very gay. He has big twink energy, just in appearance only. Um, Can you elaborate for me who's like lost? So Ezra looks like a skinny gay man. Ah, ha, ha, yeah, I understand. A skinny gay man who's a little nerdy who needs someone who can put him in his place. Honestly, someone needs to put this man in his place. And I thought that was Hardy. I thought Hardy was like, yo, sit down. (laughs) But also I worry because anytime that anyone says no to Ezra, he like kind of has rage in his eyes. And sometimes he acts out on it. Sometimes he like snaps at people. But like you see more mainly children. Yeah, but you see more anger in his eyes. And like I am scared for someone to try and put him in his place, honestly. No, pause. Let me let me tell you something. He ain't going but to a man himself. Like, let me tell you something. He ain't going but to no one that's like um equally intimidating, if not a little bit more. Like he's always gonna punch down. Right. But I also think that like one day he's gonna take something out on someone and it's gonna go a little too far. Like, that's what that's, I see in his eyes. I, I've been said Ezra need to be arrested. Oh, well, 
Yes, because he did illegal things. Yes. Right, lock him lock him away. So you know lock him up. Lock, lock him up. up. <laughs> uh, that's our political statement. Um Ezra should not be walking in the streets. Um or bicycling. None of that. <laughs> he can go to the yard and he can go back to his cell. And that's all he deserves. Can I, can I tell you something? I forgot his name in the show, so I wrote down Mr. Montgomery. <laughs> um, like, there's some people I changed their name be- out of, like, pure love, and then there's some people I just forget. <laughs> Do you remember the boy we met earlier this episode? Lucas. Yeah. Do you know what Mona calls him? What does she call him, Jay? So, she calls him Hermie. And at first I was like, Hermie, like Hermes, the Greek god. Oh, yeah. Like the messenger of the gods. That's amazing. I will, like, I will, I will love to be Hermes, but I know I will be a bad Hermes. <laughs> uh, and no, she, it's not Hermes, and it's not Hermes, like the designer bags. It is Hermes, single, oh. singular, which is short for hermaphrodite. She literally calls him a hermaphrodite in a derogatory way because the word hermaphrodite is considered derogatory, by the way. We don't use that terminology anymore. We say intersex. Um, But, like, Mona went from, like, being like, oh, my God, Hannah, I would be gay for you to literally using a slur. Like, I I, I love this woman at the start. And I, I can't even find a rootable anymore. Like, what is this show with taking characters I like and just, like, destroying them? And, like, what was Lucas even doing? Taking a photo for yearbook. Like, that is the only reason he came to the dance. He just came to take pictures. No, no, no. He he said hi to her. And apparently, because of that, he deserved to um, be assaulted. And, like, it's not like he's taking pictures of her while she's, like, getting changed or whatever. It's not like he's, like, sneakily taking pictures of her. He's literally taking pictures of her for yearbook to make her look good in yearbook for the rest of her life. Can I tell you something, Jay? Please do. I would like for them to kill off either Mona or Maya. Oh. Their names are too similar, and I get it messed up in my head too often. (laughs) That's fair, because we've seen about the same of both of them. Um, yeah. But back to Mona being the worst. Well, I, it's just like I don't know if she forgot to take her pills. I don't know what's going on with her. She's get her shit together. Like, and, and and I and I can understand the stupid um little thing that Hannah was like, oh yeah, she or Mona thing that she gave later on was like, listen, I'm not about to be a loser again. I know what that feels like. I don't want to go back to that. But, like, that don't mean to treat people any type of way. Like, look at Hannah. Like, I feel like no one is looking at Hannah lesser, but yet she's, like, kind to so many different people that may not even be on her level. Hannah's the kind of person where she had a glow up and she's nice. Like, you're, like if, you, if you're on the bottom of the social hierarchy, the only reason you're mad at Hannah is because she's hot and nice. Like, like... <laughs> You're just mad that you haven't gotten there. If you're mad no, at Mona, so, like, Mona said something to you. No, 
<laughs> you're that person in the class not not you particularly jay but i'm just talking in general like you're the person in that class that's like dang that person's annoying why everyone likes them but i can tell they're not really a good person because they're hot and stuff like that and everyone likes them and then you become lab partners with them or something like that and they're like fuck you i also like you how dare you do that to me <laughs> i almost said someone's name out loud on this podcast um emily if you're listening i know you're not but like i <laughs> I'm fucking obsessed with you. Um, like, I went to college with this girl, and, uh-huh. like, we met maybe, like, three times. But every time that we met, we became, like, we had really great conversations. And, like, mm-hmm. then we had some classes together, and, like, we worked on, on like, stats stuff together. And she was just every, and I, like, really didn't want to like her because she was in, uh a soror a certain chapter of a sorority that had a like reputation on campus for being super bitchy mm-hmm. she like everyone only had nice things to say and it pissed me off because it was <laughs> <laughs> I <love her. laughs> and i love her <laughs> and then you have it's people like-, like mona who everyone is like oh my god she seems like she is so cool and so popular, but then she opens her mouth and she's just a bitch. It's so heartbreaking. Like when you're when you see her at a distance, like if it's your first day at school, you're like, wow, Mona seems like a cool person. But then she like makes a, a rude comment about your your clothes, like at, or something like that, and you're or like you pass her in the hallway and you look at her the wrong way, and she like ev- eviscerates you. And it's like, what did I do to you? Like that right. was like all nice. you did is walk down the hall. I, I'm just trying to live my best life. I'm just, I'm legit trying to exist, and you decided to take me down a peg for what? So because you don't want to be taken down a peg, right? She is doing it out of insecurity, and Hannah's might have started her journey with insecurity, but now she's trying, but she's still trying to be her kindest self. She's not taking her insecurity out on other people in the same way. And I say in the same way because she's still taking it out on other people. It just happens to be through stealing their car and getting drunk and crashing it. <laughs> but we see how that turned out for her. She went to homecoming with the man. She got a job. <laughs> like, what is this? Jay, he wants to talk about no re- um, repercussions. <laughs> I mean, technically she does have repercussions. It's just also they have benefits. Like, oh my gosh, now you get to work in a place where you get to solve this murder mystery that you have to be a part of. I don't know if she gets to solve it. Well, they rely on her for everything, apparently. <laughs> Hannah can do it all. That's that's why they like her, because she can do it all. Um, so yeah. I feel like Hannah needs to say no more often. That's true. Um but then Toby and Emily come to the party. And Emily is so sweet with Toby because Toby is really nervous. He doesn't like dance. Like earlier, Emily was like, you don't seem like the type to go to homecoming. And she is right. Toby does not like to dance. And she's like, I'll dance around you. And he, and he's like, let's just start by getting like drinks and snacks. No, Tobias, like, first off, let's like, can we just do something else? Like, I thought this was a good idea. And I'm like, scared. And Emily's <laughs> like, no, we're here. <laughs> and but she's like very sweet with she was nice about it yeah she's like i want to go to homecoming and you're my date so 
I'm going to go and you're going to come with me. And, uh, and we're, I think we can get, we will get to this later on with Maya, but no, we're right now, basically. Does, is there any part of Emily at this point in time that even somewhat likes, um, Tobias? Tobias Kavanaugh. Like, I, I think she likes him as a person, but like, likes him on the same level as he likes her. I think she's confusing her feelings of friendship with perhaps a crush, or maybe she has a small crush on him. But I think that he is definitely more invested. Well, obviously, everyone else, you see the way everyone else in this freaking school treats this man? Like, the one person, and when I say one person, I legit mean one person, not even his gosh darn stepsister treats him like a human being. So the one person in this world that treats him like a human being, of course, you will have this, like, like closer attachment to them than, like, they yeah. to you. Yeah. And, I mean, it really becomes clear, because, like, they go inside and all of her friends are like, why are you here with Toby? And Even Maya Hannah. is like, oh, I thought you might be happy to see me. I thought like maybe we could dance together. And well, I actually got a bone to pick with Maya, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Well, Hannah. Or, or we can get to it now, yeah, <laughs> whichever you want. Let's talk about it. Hannah's like, oh, I thought you were going with Maya. And Emily's like, why would I go with Maya? And Great question. Let's get into it. Um, but first off, Hannah, you are putting your nose in the business that you do not need to have your nose in. I don't care if you saw a picture or whatever. If you have thought or something, like go to, what's her name? Emily, straightforward to herself. And talk to her about it. Don't make all these assumptions and then get Maya's hopes up because we both know that Maya um, likes Emily. And you're getting her hopes up based on an assumption that you have. And then Maya, why are you taking this third party person <laughs> word to heart when you need to go straight to the source? If you think, hey, uh, Emily wants to see you at the homecoming, go to Emily and be like, hey, are you? I know you're going to homecoming. Would you like me to come homecoming too? Like, don't just be like, oh, someone else said they might like me to be here. You know what? I mean? A word of, what's that thing called? Telephone always ends up hurting people. Yeah. And Emily thinks that Hannah said something to Ma or Emily thinks that Maya told Hannah that they kissed. And Hannah's like, no, that's not what happened. Maya says that's not what happened. Um... And Maya accuses Emily of not being okay with who she is. Um, Which was also not okay. Because, yeah, like, listen, okay. there's, there's one thing, right, to be like, oh, you're not sure um, about how you feel sexually about people or whether or not you even, like, like guys or if you, like, just like girls. But, like, it's not for you to come in here and tell this person what you like, what your preferences are, how you feel about these people. Like... <laughs> Just yes. because y'all kissed before does not mean you know the story of this person. And also just like to say you're not okay with who you are. She could be very okay with who she is. She may just mm -hmm. not like you. She might have <laughs> been like, mm, I didn't feel the sparks. <laughs> it could be like, it could genuinely be like, because I could 100% see um, Emily being this person. Like, I like you. I like your energy. But when we kiss, it's just like 
was not there, but I still like you, so I don't know what that means. And like, yeah, and it's and then like it's gonna be awkward, so I'm gonna avoid you. And like I'm gonna tell you I need space to figure things out because then I don't have to be around you and your energy and feel like I like you. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> like, and Maya gets so butthurt. And like I get it. Her feeling about things are very valid, but the way that she talks to Emily is just uncalled for. I agree. Um but I, I'm not I would like to end with this for you, like I'm on nobody's side. <laughs> Uh, and we're putting an end to all of the fun because Spencer calls the girls to a meeting uh, and she says, Hannah, go steal the file right now. Because we Why? need to separate Emily and Toby. We need to make sure that they, um, we need to make sure that like Emily doesn't get hurt by Toby because we don't trust him. Again, I would like to know from any of them, I would like to go to them and be like, what did he do wrong? What did he have he done to you? He existed? I, there's no answer. Um, <laughs> like, you, you, like, like, <laughs> it's one of those things where you know people don't have a straight answer. They're just, like, reaffirming their own biases with just things. Just because he's a weird person. Again, I have been being the drum that Tobias Cavanaugh is a weird person. But I've also been saying that is okay. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and um, so she, Hannah tells Arya, you're in charge of Sean. And uh, she sees Lucas is leaving early. So instead of calling a cab, she gets Lucas to drive her over to the office building. And poor Lucas, like him getting involved in all this mess. He just wanted to, well, I don't think he wanted to go home and watch Hoarders. (laughs) No, well, I, I think like, he didn't because he would be with his mom, his parents, but like, yeah, yeah. So, what was was um, all I gave me like a thing in 2010 or in this time or no? Um, I'm I'm sure it was because if so, I need I like um, Lucas. Warcraft Lucas. was a thing. I feel like Lucas just needs to like go online and make some online friends. He needs he needs to find a podcast network. I agree. I think I think um, Rob has a podcast. Will welcome him with open arms, well, or even the Brazilian him. Dragon podcast will open him. Will love him. Yeah, the Brazilian Dragon is here for him. We are here for you, Lucas. And uh, wait, wait, who who are we? Who are we friending with, Lucas? Like, who needs? Because <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Jay. I don't think anyone here is like I am being like I trust you with Lucas. Because I, I would like to say at this point, I'm in on Lucas. <laughs> at this point in the show, I'm in on this man. I think Lucas and Alex could be friends. I don't think so. I, I like. I feel like they're just two different people. Yeah, but like the odd couple kind of friends. Like they don't hang out all the time, but like when they do, it's chill. Mm. Um, I feel like Alex could get along with most people. That's my yeah. Opinion. That's what I mean. Like I feel like he puts people at ease. Speaking of, Melissa talks to Alex uh, around this time and is like. Spencer's only using you to make our dad angry because you're, she's dating a poor person. Also, buy a ticket to win this Toyota Corolla that we're giving away at homecoming. What high school is this? <laughs> and how did they get a sponsorship for a Toyota Corolla? And why? Why would sixteen-year-olds? Yes, a brand new car. We just saw what happened with Hannah. <laughs> Like you're laughing, I'm not even joking. <laughs> like you just made a valid point. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, like they just had a drunk driving accident where someone stole a car. This school makes no sense to me, Jay. I'm struggling. I'm struggling here. Yeah. So Spencer is ignoring Alex and Alex is sort of getting some bad intel from Melissa who's being petty. Um, and they go to the, and Spencer and Alex decide to go to the fortune teller. And this is where we get the tarot card reading. And wait, wait yeah. but I, I understand like he's getting bad info from Melissa, comma, but, but I also not, feel like it's not completely wrong. It's, I don't think like it's completely off. Like, <laughs> I feel like he just happened to be at the right place at the right time. Yeah. Um, but Mm-hmm. The fortune teller tells Spencer that the cards seem to have a lot of anxiety, a lot of uh, stressful energy. And is she a warrior? Is Spencer a warrior? Are you kidding me? That's her only personality trait other than horny. She's horny and she worries. I was taking a sip of water when you made me laugh and I started to choke. <laughs> Listen. What can I say? Gosh. <laughs> she's a warrior and she's horny. Choke is the, wor- is the wordle word today. I say that again? Choke is the wordle word, wordle word today. It was! Um, And that won't matter because it's in the archives now by the time this comes out. Uh, this will come out in like two weeks. And you know? at this point in time, I don't even know if wordle will still be relevant. I mean, I'll probably still be playing because I'm a nerd. But here's my thing. Uh, I'm surprised Wordle has been irrelevant for this long. We can get into that off off uh, oh. the call. Okay. All right. But, uh, one of the cards that the fortune teller pulls, she's a little confused by it because all of her cards are normal. They don't have any writing on them, except one that she flips over and it says, kiss bye-bye to your BFF. She's like, what the fuck? But Spencer knows that's a message from A. So Can I ask? Um, I feel like it's like it's an imbalance. It's like we either get a lot of messages from A, but it's not from fun ways, or we get few messages from A, but it's in like very fun ways. And which do you prefer? I like these. You like these? Because it reminds me of, did you ever see the commercial for, I never watched Degrassi growing up. Um. But it reminds me of this commercial for Degrassi from around the same time mm-hmm. with the song Shark in the Water. You know what I'm talking about? No, I haven't. And it's like a carnival in the background. Okay, I will show you that video after, after the podcast. Because, <laughs> like, I've been thinking about it's the best advertisement, it's the best mm-hmm. trailer for a show I think I've ever seen. Like, I did not watch Degrassi, I didn't know these characters. I was so invested. Based on that one commercial, the it was commercial? never on when I was like watching TV. Understood. And like Netflix at that time was still like, like DVDs. Like you, they mailed you actual. Yeah, like it was. Videos. We just got streaming around that time, I think. Uh, um. Yeah. So, while Hannah is breaking into a therapist's office, um. Ezra and Arya are in the hallway and they're out of earshot of everyone else. And Ezra. I just wanted someone to be listening around the corner. Say that again. He's like this little freak out where he's like, 
I hate seeing you dance with boys your own age because it makes you look, because you seem so happy and normal and it makes me sad because I can never give that to you. Yeah, because you're- Yeah. Like, how hard is it to fight someone your old age? Also, like, why, like, it's, like, you're upset that you can't take a 16-year-old out for dinner. Like, just go out to dinner with a girl, with anyone. I went out to dinner by myself a week ago. It's, it's, It's not that big a deal. Right. You, you know what? It's a big deal going out to places with a minor, and you know it's a big deal. That's why you haven't been doing it. Correct. <laughs> and Arya is like, we can still do those things. No, you can't. No. And you, you showed up to a bar, and like the first man who saw you was like, "This is suspect. This got to stop." Yeah, and. uh so he's like, breaking up was the right decision. We need to stay broken up. Also, that's not going to happen. He said he got a haircut for her, and it wasn't even a good haircut. I think he got one haircut. <laughs> His hair looked the same to me. I was, I, I actively looked at it, I was like, oh, this ain't working for you, homeboy. <laughs> Whatever he's doing, he should not. Honestly, his whole life ain't working for him right now. <laughs> right, like Ezra, if you think about doing something, stop and then do the opposite. I feel like you need more of Hardy in your life. <laughs> yeah, and like I get it, Hardy would like used to be the party boy or whatever, but like at least he seems to be well adjusted as an adult. Yeah, but that's just uh, me. Yeah, that's just us. Um, <laughs> we like well adjusted people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weird, well-adjusted people. I feel like if I hang around them enough, soon people will think I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, keep listening. We'll sound more and more sane. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then she goes back in and she she's still upset, but she's hanging out with Sean. And Sean is... Uh, crowned the new homecoming king. Woo, Sean! That's if Sean's homecoming queen, that means Hannah's homecoming queen. But where's Hannah? Um, in the closet. Well, well, not the closet, like a mirror room. Yeah, she just came <laughs> back. Um, oh. No, we don't see her get crowned because she misses getting crowned as homecoming queen. And understandably, Sean's a little pissed off. He's like, she always does this. She always says, let's go do something. And then she ends up going off disappearing somewhere. Um, that tells me there, there are a lot of underlying issues where y'all should not, y'all need to work through it. Right. Like, y'all, y'all need to Aria, tell that to Hannah. Um, but yeah, like, like Sean, Sean seems like that person though, to, and you know, I like Sean to like not tell the person the issues, but like willing to tell everyone else the issues. Yeah. He's definitely a, he definitely is a big perpetrator of the triangle where like, I have an issue with you, but you tell someone else, and that person tells me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, big third party fan. Yeah, Sean, you need to work on that. I, I'm not. I am not a fan of third parties. Like, if I have to say something or have an issue, let me tell you something, Jay. I will tell you. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that about you. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Um. So now we kind of have a split scene. Where Hannah came back with the with the file from the therapy 
from the therapist's office and she's talking to Hannah or Hannah's talking to Spencer and Aria Mm -hmm. but Toby has taken Emily to the chemistry lab to talk about a big secret that he has and the secret is the same thing um but Emily's getting a little sketched out so he he's having trouble getting to the point where he can tell her the secret so we hear it from Hannah who found out that um Jenna was not the one seeing the therapist but Toby was seeing the therapist Mm -hmm. And so she broke in to this therapist's office to steal Jenna's file. And then she stole a different patient's file, which is still related, but like, mm. come on. It's disgusting. It's upsetting. Like That, that poor therapist is going to have a lot of paperwork. It's so disheartening. Like, like honestly, don't, don't look through that stuff. Like, that's not for you, to, for your eyes. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. it's just very gross what they did. I mean, they also like, blinded Jenna. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> <laughs> well, in their defense, uh, Allie blinded Jenna, and they were just accomplices. Yeah, so we find... Meanwhile, that- meanwhile this one, they were actively pressuring Hannah to steal a file. Uh, and then Hannah actively did it (laughs) but uh you brought up Allie so let's go there okay in the the, uh file we find out that uh and then we see a flashback of the actual event um but this is what's in the file we find out that Allie blackmailed Toby into taking blame for blinding Jenna and she because she had information about Toby and that information was that he was hooking up with Jenna, who is his stepsister. Um, and they assume, and so uh, Hannah, Aria, and Spencer all assume that that's why Toby must have killed uh, Allie. Um, and they send Emily a text message claiming that that's what he did. Um, and we see here that. Jenna is actually eavesdropping on them. So Jenna overhears the whole thing. So um, I screamed. I, I screamed when Jenna just popped up in the mirror. And I was like, well, y'all not looking. <laughs> that was amazing. Well, not only that, but like, she doesn't even say like, yeah, like he's a bad person. Like she just like lets them like blame him for a murder, which like, I don't think you believe he, he did. No, Cause I, I do not think he did either. I don't think he did it. No, I, I don't believe so. I don't think... Um, we'll pause. I, I can't make that statement anymore. But <laughs> I was going to say he can't hurt a fly, but I was like, uh, maybe he could. <laughs> I, I don't think he's a murderer. I think right. I think was him, you know, Game of Thrones and it with Jenna was great. No, I didn't. I was like, uh. At least they're not related? They're step-siblings, so one of their parents are similar. No, step-siblings or am are I? not half-siblings. Oh, ha- I'm, oh, I was confusing half with step. But either way, like, ah, ah. either way, I wouldn't do it. Like, uh, yeah, but not like, great. At least they're not related. At least they're not related. Yes, you know what? Okay. It's a low, it's a low bar, but they cleared it. Like, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying I don't think it was murder-worthy. No, like no, 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 no. Like honestly, at at worst, that's like 
weird. I mean, it's a little freaky. It's freak of the week worthy. Like, like now, now it's one thing if, uh, you know, Jenna didn't consent, then that's a whole nother box. That right, I, and I think, and I think that's what Jenna kind of planned to tell Emily because she made only because she made Toby seem like this horrible person when she was talking to him. Mm-hmm. And like, but like, I don't, but I think she would be telling it as like a lie. And because she doesn't seem to personally believe Toby's a bad person because otherwise, why would she be with him all the time? I, I, I'm not sure. Like, like I, I think because in the thing, it was like, Hey, he's not coming home yet, but we need to ask um, Jenna if she's okay with him coming home. So, like, there might be something there, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Um. But but either way, I I it's it, again uh, just another logic leap where it's like they believe something, so they're just trying to find anything to confirm their biases. Right. Exactly. And so they're texting Emily, and Emily's getting more and more freaked out because. Well, pause. Okay, going okay. off, and she hasn't seen anything. And she finally looks, and it says, "Toby killed Allie." Well, okay, two things. Number one, uh, Tobias Kavanaugh is very weird during this situation. Like, <laughs> and, and 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 not weird. Like, oh, like I've been like Toby Kavanaugh has been weird this entire time since we met us, but like very uncharacteristically weird. Like, oh, I will not feel safe right now. Weird. Yeah, I, I feel like he was acting like that. And I, I think he was. He was like very menacing. Yeah, and I think that was the show to like you know red herring and stuff like that to make us believe oh maybe it's Toby Kavanaugh and oh Emily's going to die and especially with the end credits um scene that happens turning to eight to seven in the population of the town I I can see that uh even though I again I don't like the way the showrunner like you know treats character like they treat the character so willy nilly. Like, however I want you to fill this episode instead of, like, having continuity. But that's just my humble opinion. No, I agree with you. And second, that's not the information y'all found out. That is actively not the information that y'all found out. They invented a whole backstory there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it makes me, and, like, there's so many logical leaps. And they're not considering the fact that, like, so many other things could have happened. It might not even be someone that they know. It could just be a stranger. It's unlikely because most violent crimes and sexual crimes are conducted by someone that knows the victim. Mm -hmm. But, like, you don't know. It could be a neighbor that they don't know. But yeah. like, like, (laughs) Why villainize Toby? Like again, I I said this once. I'll say this again. Uh, I just don't want Toby Cavanaugh in the show anymore. I just want an end credits note that says he's just living his best life. Yeah. Um. So she so Emily's getting freaked out because Toby is like also freaked out, and she pushes him into like a cabinet full of like glass uh, bleakers, and like he gets all cut up, and he's chasing her. And she runs away, and she screams, and she falls. And wait, I will say real quick, he did get aggressive with her. Yeah, they, that's what I'm saying. Like he's freaked out and like on edge and like sort of yeah. aggressive. And it scares her, and so she runs away, and then 
she screams as she falls and then it like fades to black and the next thing we see is someone dressed in all black uh vandalizing the town sign where it says like rosewood population 7988 and they change it to 7987 so the natural question is aj who died yes. oh Ooh, that's a great question. Who died? Probably Tim. Tim? Yeah. Who's Tim? Exactly. Like, like someone irrelevant to the plot. <laughs> someone right. completely... Ezra? No, someone completely irrelevant to this plot, <laughs> to the show. <laughs> Just someone happened to die. <laughs> so do you think they got a new sign when Allie died? Or is this just like another way of like Jay? clear that this is about Allison? Jay, if the correct answer is what you just said first, I will be so mad and I will quit this podcast. Every time <laughs> someone dies, they get a new sign. <laughs> no, the fact that Allie, they haven't like changed the sign from when Allie died. And they just like, you know what, just don't paint over the eight with a seven. No, no, no. I don't think it's someone from the town hall or something doing it. <laughs> Oh, I think okay. somebody's vandalizing the sign, like probably A, is vandalizing the sign to be like, I'm making it clear that what I'm doing is about Allison. Like she's dead. Comma, but who would like connect those dots unless you're being like, oh, Allison died. Well, I think like it's still the hot gossip of the town. And I think like if it is, this town needs to get some new stuff to do. But also like think like build a bowling ring. For those of for for the people who for the people that it matters, they will pick up on it. They'll see it in the newspaper or they'll hear that the sign was vandalized. And we know these girls, they take leaps of logic. They're gonna be like, This is about Allison. So they will if it's A, they will pick up on it. Everyone else will be like, Oh, someone vandalized the town sign. Like, they'll just be like, okay, I guess we have to, like, fix the sign. They're, they're not going to make a big deal out of it. But the people who know, know. The girls who get it, get it. And the girls who don't, don't. I feel like talents just shouldn't have, like, advertised their population. Well, it's never going to be exactly accurate. It's always based on, like, like census data, which is, like, 10 years old. I feel like if you want to know how many people was in the town, just Google. Yeah, but even that's based on census data. I understand. It's I'm just saying. Information. There's too many people coming and going also, for you to be like seven. There's like almost eight thousand people in the town, and how many of them are high schoolers? The fact they have two high schools, right? And, and that's, that's not like, even considering the middle schools and the elementary schools and the people who ain't even in school yet. Plus, there's also a college in that town as well. <laughs> right, and part of me wonders if like Rosewood is like a township within a larger county so like mm. you're only counting very specific gerrymandered borders because mm. that feels right that's that i, I can co-sign that um but aj that wraps up our our sixth episode and you, and, and you think it's getting good right i think it's getting good oh i think we have risks now I, I think I have not been more upset than in this episode. Really? I don't know. You podcasted with me with five other episodes. Have I seen more upset this episode I think, particularly? I think upset is the wrong word. I think like 
Oh. You're more frustrated with the show. But I think oh. when a show <laughs> frustrates you, they're about to do something. Oh, dang. <laughs> when you're like, I'm not I, looking I really don't like this. Like, <laughs> we've had heavily implied murder in this episode. If someone doesn't die soon, we've got an issue. But well, I did open this podcast with like a very hot take about who will die. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> we have two, we have two messages from A. Lions, trainers, and bitches. Oh my! There's no place like homecoming. See you there, and sit, kiss bye bye to your BFF. I have a feeling I know which one's your favorite, but go ahead and let me know. I like the Wizard of Oz one. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. That was fun, and there was a lot of effort put into it. It feels quippy. It yes. Menacing. And the other one is like, kiss kiss bye-bye to your BFF. Like, did you try? <laughs> and like, it's an immediate warning if it's about Emily, but like, is Emily the BFF of the group? I feel like if they had to like, you know, oh. vote someone out of the group, I feel like Emily will get the boot. Yeah, she feels like the odd one out. So maybe it wasn't about her, but like, who is it about? Well, like, I feel like. Does Fisher have other friends? Good question. I assume that she interacts with other people on the homecoming committee and the field hockey team. That don't mean your friends. Do Spencer have other friends? No, I know, but like we never see her interact. We never see any of these girls interact with other girls except for Hannah and Mona. Well, 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 well we know, yeah, we know Hannah and Mona um, and interact know with each other. Emily is on know the that swim team. Emily's on the swim team. She was in a relationship with Ben earlier on. And they know Noel. Because Noel, if you if you caught it, Noel went to homecoming with Mona, mm. and Noel I was see. the one who threw the party. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, um, see, but like I feel like it did, Aria was away for a year, so she don't have any other friends. Like that's understandable. That's okay. You were in a different country, but I feel like Spence has been here the whole time, and I haven't seen her interact with every anyone club. Else. But she has no friends. Yeah. Probably because she made out with her boyfriends. <laughs> or is it just her you sisters? Know. I don't know. So, AJ. Yes. Next question. Not saying. Who do you think is A? I think it's um Mona. You think it's Mona? I currently think it's Mona. <laughs> yeah. Let me know why. Uh, I feel like Bro, that Mona... was not English. <laughs> you said let me know what my why, right? Actually, I think that's what I meant to say, but I said tell me no why. <laughs> it's why. I I feel like Mona, I think if you looked at the Queen Bee group, right? Um prior prior to Allison's death. Mona was not a part of it, but it was those four girls. And we now know a big part of Mona's um, personality is that now that she's popular, she would do whatever she can to um, keep that popularity. Um, and she is actively antagonizing three of the four members of that quote-unquote popular group. I think if she just like torments them to like division, they won't come together and realize, hey, we're too cool for Mona. Let's drop Mona. So she's using this to keep them like paranoid 
Interesting. So we are like <laughs> last week. Who, who did I think it was last week? <laughs> I think you thought it might have been Spencer. That sounds like me. <laughs> you thought she put the camera in her own closet. Yes, I did. I did think that. Yep, I remember that. <laughs> and we don't think it's Wilden, but we do think you think that Detective Wilden killed Allie. I still think he is the murderer, despite the fact that now he's been out for like four or five episodes now. That would be crazy he's if he's dead. really the murderer. <gasps> like, I, I, that would both bring me joy because I don't like him as a character. That but like, upset. Lie. You stan him. I, I was about to say, but upset because he is the biggest agent of chaos in the show. I think A is the biggest agent of chaos. Agent it- of chaos. <laughs> You know what? You valid. Good. You make a good point. Um, but also, I, I. But now that I say that loud, I remember just all those times he would just investigate, interrogate those girls. I'm like, leave those girls alone. Do your job. Do your job. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? M- maybe it won't be that much of a loss, losing him. Who knows? So, do you have any other? Well, first, let's go to the next episode. Season one, episode seven is called The Homecoming Hangover. So clearly it's something to do with what happened at homecoming in the aftermath. Yes. Do you have any more specific predictions? The Homecoming Hangover is what it's called. Yes. I feel like that is a stupid title name. (laughs) Maybe we'll have to rename it with an A message. I think we might have to. Uh... Hangover, hangover, hangover. I think uh, they're just going to air it all out, air everything about Toby Cavanaugh that they know and the logical leaps they do it in front of a large group of people. And just, yeah, in front of a large group of people. And then that's just going to plummet everything Toby Cavanaugh had. And it's going to be an unfun ride for Toby Cavanaugh for the rest of the season. Or if, if we, huh? Does Toby uh, stay in season two? Not that we're anywhere near there. You know, I think there's a non zero chance that, like, by the time the season, he just leaves the town. He just leaves. Drops out of high school, get a GED. Honestly, whatever you got to do, Tobias, whatever you got to do, get out of that town. It now. might be the best thing for him. I agree. And so by the end of the season, we're predicting Lucas will be dead. Yes. <laughs> have left the town. Correct. Any other predictions? Uh, homecoming hangover. Homecoming hangover. I think um, in that case scenario, Ezra had drunk alcohol and did something he should not have done. Hmm. He's and it's going to get him in hot water. What do you think he did? Uh, probably like professed that he like really liked um Arya, and then the teacher's like, That's not okay. Oh, you think he went there, and we're still gonna have him in the show, but I but I don't think it's like they're gonna think he acted on it. I think they're like, Oh, he has these feelings and he just needs to repress it. Not that he actually did stuff. Mm, interesting. Yeah, that's what I think. Uh, and I think 
um, what's her name? Emily's going to have um, a bad head injury. And when she wakes up, um, Mona's going to be by her side. Not Mona, Maya. Maya's going to be by her side. Interesting. But but even when she wakes up, she's still going to be like, I'm still mad at you. But like, I, I also don't want you to be hurt. <laughs> I, I still care about you. <laughs> All right. So we'll have to tune in next week for uh, the homecoming hangover. Um, in the meantime... Oh, wait, wait, wait. One, one, one more thing. One more thing. Um, one of the parents will die by the end of the season. Whose parents? Is any of the parents? One of the... Either Arya's mom, Arya's dad, Emily's mom, Hannah's mom, or one of Spencer's parents. One of those six people will die. Okay. I hope not. We need to see more of the other parents, I feel like. And I really think it's going to be the minority parent because we have seen the least of her, and it's very upsetting. And, of course, they will do that in 2010. <laughs> well, hopefully uh, Emily gets to keep her mom. Oh, that's so sad for Emily. Emily's going through it. <laughs> and it's also worth mentioning that Arya's mom is Latina. So that. one of those two. <laughs> they need to get more people of color in that town. Yeah. But those are my predictions. All right. So we'll tune in next week. I feel like my, my predictions like are like always wild. But I love them. <laughs> like it keeps me going. <laughs> um so this time tune in yes. next week for uh the homecoming hangover. Um but in the meantime you can send in your feedback to two secrets pod at gmail.com. That's the number two secrets pod at gmail.com or you can tweet at Dragon Babies Pod. That's Dragon Babies with a Z instead of an S pod on Twitter. And AJ, uh, do you have anything coming up? And where can the people find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at the Kid Norris. Um, if I'm ever doing anything, you can see me promoted on my Twitter. I will be on an upcoming podcast. I just need to finalize the details. So um keep your eyes peeled. And also the brother Candace coming up. You might hear me talk about that. You might not. Who knows? I need to see my chat my schedule. <laughs> Two can't keep a secret, but right now it's just AJ. So he'll have to keep us informed when he finds out. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at jmanji underscore. That's J-A-Y-M-A-N-J-I underscore. Um, and other than that, that's all we got. So AJ, until next time. Two can't keep a secret. If and so was I supposed to finish that? <laughs> oh, okay, man. Uh, we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta. We gotta leave. We gotta end this. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Got a secret? Can you keep it? Swear this one you'll save. Better lock it in your pocket. Taking this one to the grave. If I show you, then I know you won't tell what I said. Cause two can keep a secret if one of them is dead.